Hey friends, did you know that you can come hang out with me in real life? That's right. The Work In Podcast and Savage Grace Coaching makes its home in a boutique studio space called The Loft Yoga and Wellness in historic downtown Spring Valley, Ohio. This hidden gem of the Miami Valley is nestled in between Dayton, Columbus, and Cincinnati. As a part of my mission to bring a legacy of resilience through movement, each month you can join me for a hike on the bike trail, followed by a free trauma-informed vinyasa class back at the studio on Main Street. Go to savagegracecoaching.com to see the calendar and join my newsletter, A Yoga Life on Main Street, to stay up to date on all the latest studio news, events, and gossip. And now... On to this week's episode. Hi there, and welcome to the Work In. I'm your host, Erica Thomas health coach, yoga instructor, nutrition specialist, and now a certified trauma release exercise provider. I'm on a mission to make some deeper connections and help you shake off stress, tension, and anxiety to balance real health and real life. But before we get too deep into that, I thought we should start at the beginning. So today's episode is an introduction, an introduction to the work in, and also I'd like to give you a little bit of a background uh, about where I am coming from and what you can expect in our work in podcast. So let's jump in our Wayback Machines, and I want to take you back almost 25 years to uh, the beginning of my fitness career. And I will have to say, honestly, that I really fell into this career. I started my career in fitness kind of by accident. In the early to mid-1990s, there was this new fad, new exercise fad that just had burst onto the scene, and uh, it was the cardio kickboxing thing. At the time, I was taking taekwondo. I was studying taekwondo with my son, who is six at the time, so fun to take martial arts with your children. I highly recommend it. It's a great family activity. But at the time, my martial arts school wanted to take advantage of the whole cardio kickboxing scene. And as a newly minted yellow belt, I was tapped to go get uh, certified to teach that modality. Now, I'm a pretty athletic person. But just to set the scene for you, I had been practicing martial arts for all of two months when I went to that certification workshop. And it was a four-hour workshop. We did uh, basically three and a half hours of cardio kickboxing and then took a 20-question test and then received our certificate. So 
it wasn't an especially complex or even complete certification. And then not even two weeks later, I found myself dropped into the deep end in front of a room full of people looking to learn how to do cardio kickboxing. I have to say it was not a great class. I had no idea what I was doing. Nothing about that certification taught you how to teach. It simply taught you how to do cardio kickboxing, not how to teach it. But that's a whole nother story. And for right now, all you need to know is that I had no idea what I was doing at the time. I did, however, have some interesting ideas and beliefs about what a fitness instructor was and was supposed to be. And some of those became very toxic. One of those ideas was that I had to look a certain way in order to stand up in front of a group of people and teach them. In my mind, A fitness instructor was very strong. In fact, if I was going to claim to be the expert in fitness and wellness in in the front of the room, I not only had to have that knowledge in my head, but I also had to be the strongest, the physically the strongest person in that space. And If I was going to teach these people, I needed to give them classes that really pushed them to their limits. Now, maybe those things are not exactly wrong, but they are definitely not healthy for an individual. Because while at the beginning of my career, I started teaching one class a day, by about the 10-year mark, I was teaching 24 hours a week, 24 hours of classes a week. And because I had this twisted idea about how to be an instructor, I did every single class with my students. Now, when you're in your 20s, that might be fine. As you get up into your 30s and into your 40s, your body is not going to like you very much. And that is what was happening to me. I was seriously overtraining because not only did I teach at that level, that high performance level in front of my students, but then I felt like I needed to also do something for myself because my classes are technically not for me. They're not the workout for me. They are the workout for my students. And so for me, I decided the simplest, the easiest, the fastest way for me to stay fit 
was to run. And so I returned to uh, my running roots from high school, cross country and track and soccer. And I started running three or four miles every morning on top of my workouts with my classes. And um, after doing that for several years, someone suggested Uh, marathon training. And I, in my head, had thought to myself often over the years, no way would I ever want to run 26.2 miles for fun. But here I was uh, running almost uh, 35 or 40 miles a week already on top of doing the equivalent of maybe two and a half marathons every week in physical exercise. And so I thought, hey, why not? Why not up the ante a little bit? Because remember, I love a physical challenge. It doesn't even matter what it is. So there is something in me that just wants to see if I can do it. And uh, so needless to say, the exercise volume, the movement that I was doing uh, every week was extreme. And it was starting to take a toll physically uh, in, on my knees, on my hips. Uh, the impact was getting to be uh, enough that I had to start paying attention to it. And then on top of that, I noticed that I wasn't sleeping very good anymore. In fact, I had a really, really hard time uh, getting to sleep at night. And once I did finally fall asleep... Even if I did sleep through the night, I would wake up really exhausted. And so that, of course, always sets off a sort of a vicious cycle of caffeination. And I have to say, I am a caffeine addict. I love coffee. And when I say coffee, I mean just straight black coffee. I don't need sugar or milk or chocolate or cream or any of those fancy things, I will drink coffee all day long. And, um, and yeah, and so because I felt like, hey, I didn't sleep very well, I'm going to have an extra shot of espresso uh, today, that that felt like permission granted, right? But it didn't do very much for my overall rest and recovery. And as we know now, things that we didn't know then, without rest and recovery, uh, you really cannot get any stronger. So that brings me up to a relationship with nutrition. Now, I was really, really physically exhausted. I wanted a way to back off of some of the impact and the exercise that I was doing. So I started to make some changes. I introduced some yoga into my teaching uh, resume, and that was very helpful. In fact, so helpful that it started a major shift in how I looked at pretty much everything in my life. I started to realize that I had some really disordered ways of thinking, some really destructive thought patterns about who I was, 
what kind of instructor I was, what kind of parent I was. And um, I wanted to slowly try to change that in a gentle way. And one of those ways that I needed to start to change was in my eating patterns. Now, because of the overtraining and these layers of stress, and we'll get deeper into this throughout our work in, but I was experiencing some extreme gut pain that was uh, linked to anxiety and uh, panic attacks and really some slow detrimental health issues that were so subtle, really, they were not even on my radar to ask a doctor about, but they were there. They were simmering under the surface. And it got to the point, uh, I was in so much pain. And as you know, many of you may be experiencing something like this too, so I will share this with you. Pain is sometimes the only way the body can communicate. It's the only way that the gut really has to communicate that there's something wrong. And so uh, I got to the point where I absolutely had to go to the medical community. I just, I could barely make it through a day or even a single class without being in excruciating amounts of pain. I would go days without eating and, uh, simply because I couldn't tell if I was hungry or if there was something really wrong in my gut. So uh, I ended up seeing two different GI doctors and neither one of them could really find anything wrong with me. And so I was at the point where I was ready to try anything, anything, literally anything to help. And that first thing was a complete shift in my eating pattern, my diet. I did a 40-day food cleanse where I rested my gut for 40 days. And this is not a fast. It was not a fast at all, but uh, it included only one solid meal, very specific types of food, most of which were plants. And I will tell you in I am embarrassed to say that as a fitness instructor, I, at this point in time, never liked vegetables. I hated eating vegetables. I considered vegetables corn and potatoes, and that was it. And uh, I think what happened was that my body finally said, we can't take this anymore. And so it took time. It took that 40-day food cleanse plus another nine months of eating those same kinds of foods because guess what, guys? Eating healthy for your gut is actually tasty. So at the end of this nine-month time period, I woke up one morning and I was like, oh my God, something's something's not right. What's, What's missing? And sure enough, the thing that was missing was the pain. And it took me that long to heal 
the damage that I had done from, at that time, I believe it was, I was like 43 years old, 40, 43 years old. And I felt like I had been set free. But what I realized then and there is that there is so much more going on in the body when it comes to fitness and wellness than just your muscles and joints and cardiovascular health. And so I started to pursue some nutrition education and dig a little deeper into the connection between the body and the nervous system. And over the next couple of years, what I discovered through my study and through some expanded certifications into trauma release exercise is that we cannot just work on that single level when it when it comes to wellness. And when I think back over my career in the fitness industry, what I see often from trainers and instructors, whether that's yoga instructors or boot camp instructors, is a disconnect in the education that we provide for our students. Many, many people show up in the gym and in a classroom for uh, a total body class saying that they are looking to get fit and to feel better. But we rarely ask that question again, that question of why. Why? Why do you want to feel better? What is it that you don't feel is right with you right now? We live right now in a culture of stress. We don't even recognize this stress as detrimental. We find it to be normal. This is basically normal. In fact, all of the symptoms, the physiological symptoms of stress, most people would say are just how they feel on a normal day. And it never occurs to them that this might not be right. When you think of a symptom that might send you to the doctor, it's usually pretty extreme, right? We run a fever, we're in extreme pain, we can't breathe well, something gets seriously wrong, and then we pay attention. But those symptoms are really the body getting to the point where it has to scream at you. It has to scream at you for you to pay attention. But if we shift just a little bit, if we shift the way we move, if we shift our intention about why we are moving, if we change how we look at what we are putting on our plate and take some time to learn what it is the body is craving rather than what our, um, our brain is craving, then maybe we can start to heal the connection between the nervous system and the body in a way that can allow us to truly heal from the inside out. That we can start to provide fitness and wellness that goes beyond what the eyes can see just enough so that 
we can get real results. We can balance real health with our real life. And that's what the work in is all about. So I hope you'll join me next time. We're going to spend our first series on habit patterns and taking a deeper dive into what it really means to change a habit in a successful way. So I hope you'll join me for that. Until next time, work in everybody. The Work In is brought to you by Elemental Kinetics, integrating yoga, trauma release exercise, and functional fitness, online and on demand, when you're ready to stop working out and start working in. Group courses, individual memberships, corporate packages, and private sessions are available. For more information or to try a free class, visit Elemental Kinetics dot com.